Hello, everybody, and welcome to Volume 4, Chuck. Volume 4, Episode 1 of the One Fall Show. Hell yeah. What is up, y'all? We are back and ready for 2022. Bit beat up. Ready to take on this new year in a big way. It is day three. Day three. And we've got a lot to talk about. So JV went to Raw. <laughs> yes, got to yes. see the Go Home show before the titular pay, 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 what's it, Erica? Premium <laughs> it, it's experience. A, it's, it's, a, it's a premium live event, but I am calling it a play. A play. Before the play. <laughs> the play. Yeah. 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 We've got a couple of weeks of AEW stuff we can catch up on. There's stuff going on uh, inside the ring, stuff going on outside the ring. <clears throat> um, we can definitely get into that. And perhaps most importantly, in the professional wrestling world, Danhausen is now a free agent. Yes. Oh, yes. All this and more. So much more here on the one ball show welcome to 2022 everybody Ooh, let me introduce you to my co-host first uh, the host of jv sports talk pay-per-view pod mr justin valentine how you doing sir fantastic sir happy new year to all of you it's no longer christmas so i had to throw that out one more time on the show outstanding outstanding and then of course going all the way back to uh to uh, the first uh, episode of uh, this show, um, so what? Volume one, uh, uh, issue episode one. Yeah, yeah. The host of the Nerd Radio podcast and the owner of the sassiest Twitch channel name that I know. Uh, he ain't right, Mr. <laughs> Chuck Bean. How you doing, sir? Uh, I am. You know, I want to thank Justin for the little hit of serotonin all month long whenever he would say his catchphrase i really appreciated it and i really needed it especially the last week or so but uh, i am here i'm ready to talk about some wrestling especially with mr justin valentine who i believe woke up on new year's eve and chose violence and has ever since <laughs> let's go i'm ready for that all right all right and now if i may i'd like to uh Respectfully ask the gallery, the gallery to uh, remain silent and remove their hats. Our North Star, our scales of justice, our Dick Togo, rest in peace, keynote speaker, keynote listener, rock and roll reporter, and an award-winning white woman. She is Lil Miss, Lil Miss, Lil Miss is not wrong. Jack to the gills. Erica Bennett! How you doing, Erica? Okay, well, you better bring that intro every single week, so I hope you have that memorized. <laughs> the fact that Justin, people who are listening to this right now, uh, Justin Valentine stood up, and yeah. um, that was thoughtful also if there's the one person I, I i'm sorry justin valentine does not wake up in the morning and chooses violence like who, what? oh he has wait what oh, he has no oh, he has trust what, me what have, what have i missed i've, I've, I've looked like, into he's the how sweetest the man in the world i've looked into how the kids use this phrase and i believe i am accurate in saying this it sounds like he's just like any aew fan out there sensitive <laughs> Calm your tits, sir. Please and thank you. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this is, you know, we're here. We're here. We're doing this. We're doing this still. All How about right. it? Yes. It's a new year. Yes. Hooray. 
Yes. And uh, so I would like to bring back a classic bit for uh, for um, ge Generation 4. I keep forgetting the word. I say the volume word. Four. Volume, volume 4, Episode 1 here on Day 3. Um, old business. So we got a lot of new business to get to, but uh, old businesses before old business and new, you know, I'm going to have a drop soon. Oh, and I can't wait. <laughs> so old business, uh, I think we'll start with Chuck and then we will let uh, Erica and uh, Justin uh, comment. Um, so since I'm, I'm starting a new volume, should I delete the old episodes? I mean, why mess with uh, why why mess with tradition at this point is my opinion. Listen, I think the old episodes played a role in getting us to this new volume. So I think I think I, I think, you know, leave it be. We you see for you guys this is this is actually this is a new development for you to be on a podcast to where like your stuff only exists for so long and then it's gone to the ether for me i've i've, I've lived with it for a while so maybe i'm just beat down <laughs> erica yes sorry about that no there was um some pending noise entering uh the apartment uh <laughs> my kid just got the mail so that's that's all Oh, thank you, dear. Um, anyway, um, I, I say keep them. I, I don't know. I like just I like record keeping and just keeping things around for posterity. Um, I look, I know somehow things got deleted. I don't know how they got deleted, but like and no one does. And no one does. <laughs> and no one ever will. Anyway, I yeah, keep the old episodes. Why not? All right. Fair enough. We'll keep the uh, we'll keep the old episodes, but right. I think I, I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm going to try to bring this energy to the opening of the show every week, and we're going to try to tweak it as we go. All right. So we'll okay. see how it goes. So far, so good. All right, Justin, you got to go to Raw here in Detroit. Yes. It was the uh, go home show for day one. What did you think of the Raw? What did you think of it as a go home show? What did you think of day one? Hell, let's go run the gamut. Run the gamut. Okay. I mean, as for Raw. The one in Detroit, at least, as everyone knows, it was hindered by a lot of the uh, COVID situations. In fact, just about the entire top card of Raw, the entire main event, except for Kevin Owens, was out of that Raw because of COVID and such. Um, you know, so there was a lot of, you know, that was a thing. And Omos was a thing as well. With it was supposed to be AJ and Omos, and he was sent home before the show. So there was a lot of like last minute, you know, flipping around when it comes to what happened at Raw. I mean, it's always enjoyable when you see it live. You know, the one thing you can't, you know, go against when it comes to WWE is the staging, the looks of everything. It's still nice. It feels big, you know, when you're in the arena. So I still enjoyed it. It was a go home show. Uh, not much happened because of that, but I mean, we got to see the, uh, the the Miz and Maurice, and the Miz almost wipe out, and you know have Edge, you know, bring down the 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 brood bath on uh, the Miz and Maurice. That was a cool moment to see live. Other than that, nothing notable happened because a lot of the uh, main stars were elsewhere uh, because of COVID. As for day one, again, another situation where COVID last minute got the best of day one, right? And took out Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns testing positive, wishing him the best, of course. Um, listen, this for the situation that what it was, I thought they did a nice job to swerve us, right? 
Roman didn't test positive, or at least announced that he test positive until about an hour before they went live. So when they put Brock in the Fatal Five Way, yes, it's Brock Lesnar, and everyone's going to talk about they always get the title to Brock. But because of how last minute of a minute of a change this was. Did anyone really think they were just going to get the title of Brock? No, right? And you could hear that by the reaction of when he pinned Big E, which is why I thought it was a good moment. And again, I will repeat this from what I've said in the past. This is not the same Brock Lesnar. This is a much more entertaining Brock Lesnar. And the situation that they just created, last minute or not, just became so fun to follow because now you got Brock as a world champion and Roman as a world champion. And now there's talks of a title unification, which means one world champion, which could mean rosters being put together. Yes, Erica. No, I'm sorry. There's talks of a a title unification just because you're talking about it. doesn't mean that there is. I will bring up about, I will bring up. I'm not saying there's talk. I'm talking about what fans are excited about the possibilities okay. from uh, this happening. Honey, I think that was a, you, I you like to, I'm going to give you a about, point. Erica gets a point. Because you've been talking about a, points a, again. <laughs> Damn it. No, because like you've been talking about the, the title unification for a while now. And, and while once again, it makes loads of sense. To, yes. to unify the titles. And I don't disagree with you. Right. My my issue is we can't count on WWE to do logical things. That's fine. And that's but- and that's the problem. And but no, and I'm coming God, I'm sounding such like a mother right now because it <laughs> When you get your hopes up and they things don't happen, I feel bad for you. Listen, it's just it's sad. Okay, I don't want I, my friend to be sad. I don't want my actually my son, my son to be sad. I do not want my son to be sad. I understand. I appreciate that. Here's the thing. First off, to that point, this is kind of what I said about WWE in the past. The beautiful thing about professional wrestling is it is live entertainment. Look what happened at day one. We were not supposed to, we were supposed to have Brock Roman in the fatal four-way. And then last second. Because of unfortunate circumstances, not only did we get that fatal five-way, but all of a sudden now Brock is a world champion. And now we got Brock and Roman as both world champions. We can't, as much, if, if, for those who are going to follow WWE and watch WWE, we can't just assume they're going to fuck up every storyline. It is live entertainment. If they do Brock versus Roman title unification at Royal Rumble, boom, there it is, right? The po- All I'm saying is, I'm not, I, it's not about what could possibly happen and that I've heard that they might actually do that. It is the excitement that they created with Brock being a world champion now with this last minute swerve, because fans are talking about now you've set up Brock and Bobby, you know, everyone wants to see Brock Lesnar, or Bobby Lashley. Could they do a title unification? One world champion, maybe rosters are back together. There's so many different scenarios, right? Brock has most mostly been on SmackDown. Is he going to be on raw tonight? That kind of thing. So many different scenarios and situations that just made this, you know, fun to follow to see where they go with it. Sure, they might still fuck it up, but we can't assume they're going to fuck up every storyline just because they have fucked up in the past. Yeah, but I I don't. Okay, you you two may continue. Well, no, it's just they have a they have a long track record of disappointing us, and is what I'm saying. So, once again, great ideas, but let's just be, let let's just kind of just ease into this let's I not just appreciate what they did with it because they could have easily just kept the title on Big E, and you know because of the situation or if that was the plan or whatever the original plan was uh-huh. and yeah just 
either not put Brock in the match or have him in the match and just not win. And instead, or have just an interesting match where Brock gets up there and calls Roman Reigns a bitch. And then you have someone that you really want to give a push to come out there and give like a nice 15, 20 minute effort against Brock Lesnar, the guy we already know is the beast. We already know he's the top, he's Thanos. We get it. Who do you put in that situation? Whoever your best guy is. I'm not that I'm not there in the room. I mean, like whoever your best guy is, be like a, a real fucking company that doesn't just rely on three people and then treat everyone else like they're fucking shit. I, again, I know Brock Lesnar, the, you know, since he's been back in, in WWE and he's been the guy they turned to, but listen, that moment went over, right? That live crowd loved it. Social media for the most part, loved it. That, Social media, for the most part, loves this Brock Lesnar. I know Brock Lesnar himself has been the guy WWE turned to, and he never changed for 10 years, and they still gave him every main event. Now this dude is a different type of character. People appreciated this moment, and this is not like five years ago if they would have put the world title on Brock Lesnar. This is a different situation. They Mm -hmm. create an interesting scenario, especially with Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season right here. It creates a very interest. If they do it right, yes, if they do it right, they might fuck it up. But I'm not going to assume they're going to fuck it up. All I know is they created what could be a very entertaining, unique, uh, interesting scenario going into the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So, Chuck, I thought that, the Bobby Lashley stuff was awesome. That was very cool that they set that up. However, if we know Bobby Lashley is just going to be the speed bump to Roman Reigns, like, doesn't that take a little bit of the fun out of it? Yeah, I can, I can absolutely, uh, I can absolutely see how like, oh, well it, it's, it's like any, any particular, especially during WrestleMania season, when you see that somebody's got a title match in like the pay-per-view before, whether it's roadblock or, you know, payback or whatever they want to call it and you're like well the odds of you winning the title so that in three weeks time you're the main event at wrestlemania are not great so i'm not invested in this match so yeah i can i can see where that mentality uh i can can take over i've got so much to say about day one and honestly um i put it on the tv and it was on and i watched some of the matches some of them i was i was invested in some of them i was less invested in the match itself for that uh fatal five way i appreciated just how much brock did to make kevin owens and seth rollins look good um but when it was all over i i think my exact verbiage was out of all the titles you could have had changed hands tonight you chose that and I mean that in like the most derogatory way possible. Like Liv Morgan, you've you've been pushing this Liv Morgan underdog story for over a month now and given her, this is the second or third opportunity against Becky Lynch and she comes up short again. Okay, well now much like our, our Bray Wyatt conversations for the last two years, I have no reason to ever be invested in Liv Morgan ever again. Yeah, and- but as a baby face, you can continually like you can rely on if that's your bedrock is that you're the underdog you can keep doing it until it's your time until you're over you know and maybe she just needs a little more seasoning i thought it was a good match i actually enjoyed the event a lot um i'm not a bork guy so like i just shut off on bork like i don't get angry about it i just like i'm not a bork guy mainly because it's like he's like become cena for me right like i uh it's uh, he and roman if it's very clear that he and roman are the only two people that matter in the main division then i'm sort of going to be much more interested in everything that's not that so being a unification title even better 
Like, I just don't care. I will not give a fuck about either of those two belts between now and WrestleMania. Maybe I'll get excited for Money in the Bank or something. But um, I, I liked it more than Survivor Series myself. Uh, I'm getting, I think, Justin, maybe, how have you adjusted to the fact that, like, the peripheral of the um, of the rosters has like contracted a lot, and I feel like once Kevin Owens resigned, I felt like okay, maybe this is where like the pool's going to stop draining, and so now it's sort of like the less ice cream flavors thing. There's a psychological like if I offer you, hey, you want chocolate or vanilla? You're like, hey, give me whichever one I want. You know, my favorite there. But if I offer you ten choices, you suddenly are derp out. You know, just sort of like subconsciously. Um, do you think that now that there's like less uh like so now that i'm not yearning for say a b c d and e who have all been cut like why aren't they getting their chance now it's like all right we're going to be more focused on who is there and can they at least improve upon those stories uh, that's where i think i'm like i'm i'm iffy but i think i see where now the pool is it's, it's very different it's like disney right it's like it's like only the biggest names right yeah, and I think, you know, and it, it kind of goes to what I said, even after all the cuts, as much as all the cuts absolutely suck, they still have uh, decent names on the roster, right? And I guess you, you said it, Shawnee, it is a, a bright side to a shitty situation. There's now more time to focus on these stories, right? We get more of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, and we enjoy those two, and you know, we get more of their story now that there's less superstars to fill up TV time. WWE still has a lot of very quality names that when you put them on a pay-per-view, when you put them in a WrestleMania card, it's going to look nice, right? Like, sure, there's there's a lot of quality names that should not have been let go, uh, and there's a lot less options, but the names that are still there are still really good. It's not, we may not be dealing with as much as we used to, but the quality itself to me has not gone down in the sense of what names are on the roster, right? Like we lost a lot of quality names, but there's a lot of quality still on there. So pay-per-view cards still look nice. WrestleMania card this year, it's the two night thing still scares me with them getting rid of so many. We'll see. But the card itself, at least for a show as a whole, will still look nice. Chuck, do you think that like the smaller rosters make it too predictable, right? There's that opposite side. Like there's never going to be a swerve, is there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the it'll be really interesting to see because the Royal Rumble is the next thing. Like, do you even have 30 people to fill a Royal Rumble? Because we've seen Royal Rumbles in the past where it's like, oh, it's our truth. Cool. Oh, it's Scotty too hotty. Neat. Um, and and you know, I'm actually more invested in do you even have 30 women? To do that or are we just not going to do a ladies royal rumble this year that's a good question um i've actually like i i want to i want to go back to the main event of of day one for just a second because it's fascinating the way it turned out as as we've already discussed like roman reigns maybe like what four hours two hours before the pay-per-view on twitter says hey i tested positive for COVID. i can't defend the title tonight so they they have to think on their feet and they have to switch it up if that hadn't happened what do you think the results of both the championship matches are? The fact that Brock won makes me think, I wonder if they were going to have him beat Roman. I, now, Paul so? Heyman probably would have been involved. I'm guessing Paul Heyman would have been involved if it was Brock and Roman still. Right. But the fact that they put the title on Brock, 
either way was a last minute decision, but I feel like that decision would have been easier to make if they were already going to have him walk out as champion. And do you think Big E still drops the title to somebody else? That one was very interesting. I thought Big E would 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 keep it, but I I wouldn't have been surprised if any of the other three walked out as champion. That's why there, I was looking forward to that Fatal Four Way. There was a report that WWE released a graphic that showed Brock is the winner, but underneath it said Big E retains over, and they immediately deleted it. <laughs> so no, because I because I came out of like, that yeah. <laughs> I came out of that thinking. Uh, were were Brock not in that match, Big E retains. And honestly, I don't I don't see them taking the belt off Roman just yet. It really, really feels like it feels like Hulk Hogan levels of creative control. And that like, well, I'm here and you paid me to show up 14 times a year. And if I'm gonna be in the ring with these guys instead of Roman Reigns, I don't see these guys as as big a deal as Roman Reigns. So obviously I'm winning. Could be. And that's that's one of the main reasons I don't like Bork is I've not like really ever seen maybe I need to see the whatever documentary where it's like the softer side of Bork, you know, where right. he's like feeding ducklings and you know talking about his <laughs> grandmother. I don't know, like he just seems like kind of a jerk. <laughs> I don't even know why I think that, but I always have. And those tattoos are awful. But um, you know, I mean I, I guess the grungy old lumberjack is is entertaining. Um, I just don't know that it's enough that I'm going to want to watch Raw or SmackDown. I guess that's kind of disappointing, but I didn't hate the show. Erica, thumbs up or thumbs down on the show overall? You know, I'll give it a thumbs up. I thought just the the wrestling itself w- was solid. Like you, yeah. you can't argue with the action and whatnot. Um, I will say, you know, since it was the first time I, I watched uh, WWE play in a while, um, I was not used to all the camera cuts. I'm like, ah, oh my God. So like, just so dizzy. But then it's like, then you go to AEW and then like, they'll miss something. So we either have too many camera cuts yeah, or right. not enough. They all did right. this past week. Yeah. I can't remember so what it was. If, so if both, if both promotions can somehow meet in the middle, as far as camera <laughs> cuts go, that would be wonderful. If we could just kind of streamline that, that right. would just make my peepers happy. I was like, um, just the one camera as AEW, but the cameraman is doing squats as if he was on Raw. <laughs> Just slow squats. <laughs> I mean, either way, like, it, it, and also, like, I, with, the, with the big-ass screen, you know, whatever, if you want to call it the Jumbotron or the Titantron or whatever you want to call it, since you have that giant I, I want to call screen, it the big-ass, the giant, I want to call it the giant-ass screen. It yeah. is. Um, since you have that, you don't need the little floaty 3d graphics you superimpose because then it's just too busy those like, are wild yeah. to me those are weird to yeah. me. but they, they don't like, they don't detract me but they certainly don't attract me well talk about affecting my like between the, the camera like visually speaking i'm like okay it, it's just it's a little it's just too much like they gotta they gotta you know like you could be flashy but not like over like it just it's too stimulating too much stimuli um but other other than like the the ticky tacky production stuff can you watch uh, that shit through vr goggles oh god no i'd probably get Ugh. sick i oh i, I no, no i'd probably be i'm like, not saying oh. can you i mean like is that part of the broadcast or is they clearly are every, <laughs> the whole world's going towards that don't give them any ideas yeah. don't give them any ideas man oh uh, no. don't put Ho- that hologram taker is going to be so much better in uh the, the metaverse right 
Um, but yeah, I, I think thought, the yeah. Cesaro swing is not going to be over in VR. I don't think so. I, I, <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think yeah, that I, the Cesaro swing holds him back. I think they make him continue to be this baby face that never goes anywhere because of the Cesaro string. I, he should go into Vince McMahon's office one day and say, I hurt my neck. I can't do the swing anymore. Also, I want to be a heel and give me a mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> and that would start on the path of Cesaro getting over. But like <laughs> right now, he's just like a, an attraction. Which That's is one thing about so day fucking one. beneath him. That's one thing about day one that blew my mind in the pre-show or not. Rich Holland got hurt. I'm sure if you guys saw, broke his nose. That was ugly little mishap on Ricochet's part. So he leaves the match. They take him out of the match and Sheamus beats Ricochet and Cesaro by himself clean. Yep. <laughs> so that was sucked. <laughs> I didn't, yep. I turned on late and didn't realize that Rich Holland had been removed from the match. Yeah. So I'm just watching the match and then I see Cesaro. I'm like, I mean, I mean, I mean, Sheamus win. And I'm like, fuck was that like why did you put <laughs> yeah. Seamus over it, it, <laughs> even if Seamus and Ridge Holland were supposed to win which would have been fine if it was a regular tag once that happens you don't make Ricochet and Cesaro look that fucking bad do you yeah right no. you, although you although this is back, certainly not gonna look. help fucking Ricochet get over I mean now that's what got, I mean like, like you should dangerous it, on if, his resume <laughs> Right. All I all I can think of is Sheamus and Ridge were supposed to win, and they didn't want to change the result. But you changed the result in that. The yeah. second Ridge goes down, Sheamus cheats to win. Got it. Sheamus boss. cheats to win, <laughs> or or Ricochet and Cesaro go over, and Sheamus just uses the fact that Ridge got hurt. It's you not know what even, I mean. It's not even a title match. It's not a title right. match, and wins and losses don't count in the WWE. Why the fuck does it matter what the finish was supposed to be at that point? Just let uh, Sh- uh, Cesaro and Ricochet go over at that point. Unbelievable. Yeah. That blew my mind. I'm like, especially when he won clean. Even if he would have cheated, okay. Well, I wouldn't have been as like mind blown about it. But I'm like, really? You just made two of two guys that people want pushed so bad lose clean to one guy. That's fucked up. We're fucking Sheamus. Are we fucking done with Sheamus? Sheamus? The bro kick. i mean i get it you know that was another situation i guess guess it's cool that you like a guy's time you know is like we can't complain about people getting cut but then also complain about people could be you know being given a job for a long time but god i'm so tired (laughs) i mean again it was another situation where you didn't plan on ridge getting hurt it was like the the kickoff show so that's how they started the night but still like okay so when it happened i immediately remembered the first new year's revolution do y'all remember that pay-per-view absolutely remember remind me what happened that the very uh, first new year's revolution uh in the very first match christian blows out his acl in the second match lita blows out the same acl and and then they had to give uh what was the tough enough guy maven like 10 minutes of mic time to make up for the fact that those matches ran short it was a disaster and when that happened to rich holland i'm like you guys need to stop putting stuff before the Royal Rumble. This doesn't this doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. See, and, and the Royal it's Rumble, a, I think the, the men's side of thing is fine. Like the Dan women's housing curse. Something. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> something uh. terrible going on there. Uh, <laughs> now I'll yeah. go back to what I said. I'll go back to what I said before. Out of all the title matches you had on that card, were the Usos to drop that title, it does not hurt them. If RK Bro would have dropped the title to titles to um 
uh, Street Profits does not hurt them. They can. I disagree with that one. If if Becky Lynch drops her title to Liv Morgan, it does not hurt her. She like right. Liv, you elevate Liv, and Becky is fine. But instead, you pull the rug out from Big E because Brock Lesnar's in the match. So what the Liv, fuck? Yeah. So Liv Morgan, hey, she's not ruined. Her push is not ruined. Shock. I think you're being a little dramatic with the whole. Why do I care about her? She put on a great pay per view match. She wrestles. I don't think she's perfectly. Fully- Yes. She I wrestles she's perfectly totally ready fine. Yet, though. In fact, she looked better than Becky did on Saturday yes. night. I, I, and I'm not going to disagree with you, but you also got to remember it's WrestleMania season. So they get very picky and choosy about who's their champions heading in to WrestleMania. I don't think Liv Morgan is ready to hold a title during WrestleMania season. I love her. She will get, she should get a title run very soon, but I don't think she's ready to hold a title right now during WrestleMania season. I do Disagree with her taking two losses in this rivalry. If this was going to be the result of day one, then that Raw main event shouldn't have happened or it should have just been a, a no contest or a, a Becky DQ or something. If day one was going to happen the way it did, but I don't think she's ruined at all. RK bro definitely needs to hang on to those titles. Those two going back to when I was at, uh, at raw in Detroit, those two are so fucking over together. Like people love them when they are out. Those two need to hang on to the titles at least through WrestleMania. So losing to the Street Profits, who, by the way, had a little bit of a heel vibe. I don't know if anyone else caught that, but they have a little bit of a heel vibe to them. I don't know if they're turning them. Um, But I agree with that result. Again, it was last minute. It's Brock Lesnar. I get it. I don't think this is fair to compare it to the Kofi Kingston situation from Oh, I think ago. it's a hundred percent fair. I think it's a completely different situation. It is I a think- different situation, but I think it's fair because you have, if, if somebody you have built to the level of Brock Lesnar loses their title in a match with multiple people, then the easy story is, well, you beat me because there was four other guys. One on one, I'll destroy you. Biggie doesn't have that excuse. Biggie can't say, well, you beat me because there's four other guys. He'll get fucking ruined by Brock Lesnar in a one-on-one match. You have not convinced me he has what it takes to beat the beast. Listen, I, I get it, but I appreciate this last second swerve for what it creates, right? Kofi Kingston was robbed because that was a 10-second match. Obviously, that's what was planned from the beginning, that kind of thing. Biggie is fine. Big E, A, the fact that he is separated from Kofi and Xavier helps him a lot because we'll see where they go with this, but he's going to stay in the main title picture or the main event picture on Raw, at least. He's going to stay in big-time storylines going into pay-per-views moving forward. We've said it before, the New Day themselves, they don't need titles. That is true when they are solo or separated too. Big E doesn't 1,000% need the title. He had a decent run. Yes, it, like it probably would have went further without Brock Lesnar, but they created a, a lot better situation that could get if they do if they do it right. I get it if they do it right. We'll see what they do with it from here, but it could create something fun in the sense of rosters being put back together soon. Because if they do it, t- let's not listen, go through the wish list again. We can go through it every week. Yes. We get it. It's a title, it's fine. Because if we have no, yes, because so if we have list. one world champion. We can't have two separate rosters. I don't know why you want to take an already small roster. I don't know why you want to 
take it and turn it into Roman Reigns takes up a, th a fourth of my two-hour show and turn it into Roman Reigns takes up a fourth of my two-hour show and a fourth of my three-hour show. So now I get twice as much of the same 12 people instead of 12 people on Monday and 12 people on Friday. I don't understand why they can't write a single secondary fucking rivalry that comes even close to this. <laughs> like, why is there, what, what is going on? It's almost as if they're like, all right, we've tried to have a million different flavors and we let all their little fans buy their shit, but we're not fucking around anymore. Everything is going to be put on blast, Brock and Roman, and we're going to sell all that shit to all the marks. And I do think Bobby and Brock happens after Brock and Roman, though. Because you said Bobby's a speed bump to Roman. I don't think that's the case. I think if assuming Roman's healthy and good to go, I think they push that to Royal Rumble. And then Brock and Bobby, whether it's for the title or just a secondary main event match, is a WrestleMania match. Oh, no, absolutely not. I think you're fucking you don't crazy. Think so? You think they went all this way and it's not going to be Roman against Brock again as the main event. Justin, I will bring you a two liter and a box of Ritz crackers the week after they actually unify some shit because I don't believe it'll happen. Okay. Listen, Brock and Roman have to face like that. Yeah, it seems to me that that's happen. like the logical path. I'm actually sort of bummed that it seems so obvious at this well, point. Well, again, because you got to remember this was a legitimate situation that was a last minute change, right? So they were planning on Roman and Brock facing with roman coming back okay so here's the deal still needs to happen here's the deal because I, I would like but now to the world on. champions right so today is a monday raw is on right by the end of tonight's raw is it a whole new landscape the tooth or are we do you have a bunch of people meandering around and we're like we're gonna have to wait and see what roman and brock say on friday like no change at all do, do we do they start the show by saying okay we're one roster now all bets are off no i don't think it goes that quick Okay. No. So we're so no, they so they. It's gonna be addressed. Bullshit. Right. It's gonna no, be addressed because it's the four. Like the, the, best, <laughs> the, the four. Uh, the the fatal four way was from Raw. So those guys have like if it's not Brock, if Brock isn't there tonight or whatever the fuck they have going on, at least Biggie, Bobby, all of them are gonna come out and we'll at least get an idea of what they might be doing. They all gonna come out to the ring one, two, three, and they're gonna be talking to the crowd, and then the music's gonna go burr, 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 and someone's gonna come in and beat them all up again. That's yeah, my, that's my favorite <laughs> is when they do that. Stone cold, uh, yeah, stone cold, <laughs> everybody the stunner. <laughs> or maybe a maybe some pies. Some pies. Well, yeah, Erica, some pies in the face. There you go. Um Justin says that Big E is all right. Is uh as we are on the eve of Wrestle Kingdom, is Bullet Club fine is, is bullet club fine there's oh gosh what there's a lot of shit going on in wrestle kingdom like it's it's almost overwhelming um i i, I don't know if bullet club's all right like i don't know if anyone's all right at this point because this has been a weird ass year for what was that did you, oh, okay sorry uh, sorry my bad i could distract it easily i'm like sorry. noises what um, wrestle kingdom Wrestle Kingdom. So I, I, man, you know, truth be told, like I'm not really focused on on the Bullet Club of it all. I'm very interested to see what's going on with you know Takagi and Okada. That's going to that's going to be the main event of night one. I'm very excited to see that. Um, uh, Katsuyori Shibata is going to be you know has uh, his single match uh, for, with an appointment that no one really knows. It's to be announced. Um, you should be wearing a giant. A giant helmet 
I agree. Um, if he does a headbutt, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> I double agree with that. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, Minoru Suzuki does not have a singles match in Wrestle Kingdom. What? What? So that's that's leading spite my spidey senses are tingling and are, are thinking it could be Suzuki against Shibata, which dope as hell. Yes, please. I'll take that. I, I will take that any day. Uh, there's just a stack card. It's so exciting. And then, of course, uh, you know, whoever wins the main event of night one is going to face Will Ospreay for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So it's just it's all very it's all very exciting. There's so much to talk about. And like there and there's just like singles matches on the card with like like there's like been like some um, like rivalries that are probably going to come to a head. Like you have Naito versus Jeff Cobb, which is going to be insane that's gonna be just a ball buster uh i'm sorry like i'm just i'm too excited to talk i don't (laughs) i can't organize my thoughts it's just like because because we are quite literally okay so it's about 6 22 so it's like less than eight hours now less than eight hours before the whole shebang starts and i still need to get some sleep do you guys do either of you guys have any uh uh, expectations not the right word but do, do you have any expectations for possibly uh some AEW talent or or talent for you know a brian danielson or a uh a kenny omega i i really up? i do oh, i mean if it weren't for covid there would be a lot more in play sure uh, because anyone like uh travel to japan right now is close to tourists Obviously, for like work visas and, and stuff, you know, it's a little more lenient. I think once people, even if you are there on a work visa or whatever, you still have to quarantine for, I, I, they still might be doing like 10, 14 days there. Sure. So that's if, why I bring up Kenny because Kenny, they say he's injured, but they could just be kayfabing us. And he could I, have just gone there a month ago and has just been hanging out all holidays because he wants to be on Wrestle Kingdom. I wouldn't be like, if anyone would show up, I it, it, and if it was Kenny, it would make the most sense uh, just because of his history with with New Japan and the fact that he's been off screen for so long and he's had the time to go. He's there probably been wandering quarantine. around Japan in a silk robe for uh, for weeks now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I so, saw I mean, that uh, I saw that Shinsuke Nakamura said that uh, because it's I think the fiftieth anniversary of New Japan that he would actually like to wrestle over there, but that the you know. The way everything works with WWE, that is probably not going to happen. I mean, not a, who knows? Maybe Shinsuke will get released. Who's to say? Right. Who's to say anymore? I don't know. I you mean, know, I love to. Yeah. You know what who I, would be the most excited to see Kenny Omega uh, over the next couple of nights is the girl in the crowd that always goes Kenny. Kenny. Well, that's that's pretty much ev- like that's the ladies Kenny! love Kenny. The ladies Kenny! love Kenny. They do. They love him in Japan. My favorite, my favorite shit, man. Well, but that's what, like, that's like a like cheering someone's name or like just, um, just their first name, like, like that. Like that's just kind of how they cheer in Japan. I can't believe kind of love. I can't believe it hasn't made its way over here. Like, I can't believe people wouldn't go to AEW live shows and wait for a quiet moment while he's in the ring to go, Kenny. Well when and if they come to detroit 
and Kenny oh, Omega's yes. on the card. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. You know this group is going to do it. Oh, yes. Yes. Or at least three-fourths of this group is going to do it. Because yes. I don't think, because JV, it's okay, JV. You don't have to like Kenny. It's all right. He's not for everyone. Listen, I can- I, you're, you're, I, I've said this before. You're mixing him up with the Young Bucks. I, but I don't, see, I don't I, hate I, Kenny as much as I hate the Young Bucks. I'm not crazy about Kenny, but I appreciate Kenny a hell of a lot more than the Young Bucks. Yeah, but you're not going to go, Kenny! Oh, I will. Hell yeah. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, then, game on. All four of us. Yeah, it'll be beautiful. All right, Chuck. You got a choice here. Uh, best Friends versus Undisputed Dragon. Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargo with uh, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, retribution, Retribution. Or uh, Tony K versus Big Swollen Twitter. <laughs> my God. Sorry, my dryer sounded like it was going to jump out the window. What oh. the hell is going on? My you trying some. We're not at the screen. No, I walked away for a minute. I don't. I said I can't see because I'm looking at a script. Oh, I just introduced you. I gave you three choices. Nope. I laid them all nope. out. You didn't hear. I had to walk away for a second. I took my you headphones to walk off because my. Take that, is, two. that is so fucking unprofessional. You realize well, this I'm is sorry. Volume, you realize this is volume four, episode one of the. This is supposed to be the one that turns everything around, Chuck. Yeah, well, we were also supposed to be in a studio together, and that didn't happen. So we're making the best of it. All right. Do it All again. Right, so best friends. <laughs> best friends versus undisputed <laughs> dragon. Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargo with Mercedes Martinez Retribution Retribution or Tony K versus Big Swollen Twitter. You can choose one of those and, and go ahead. Oh, I want to talk about Wolverine versus Storm. That was the coolest thing I, I ever saw on Wednesday. Fucking uh, Thunder Rosa comes out looking like X-23 Wolverine. That was the coolest gear I've had. If if there's anyone on this planet that popped harder for, for that gear than me, it's Johnny Gargano. Cause he loves all that fucking comic book nerd bullshit. We're going to find out six months from now, Johnny Gargano joined AEW cause he saw that episode and went, Oh shit. I can be comic book characters. I'm there. I mean, admittedly, he he all like whenever there was like a big show, you know, all the plus, uh, you know, right. his gear was always uh, very comic booky. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, he, I mean, he did Wolverine. He did the yeah. Mandalorian. He did a bunch of them. So, I, I mean, I started match. watching the Mandalorian. Ah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I, I saw that. I have not seen Mandalorian. I'm not a big Star Wars person. So back to wrestling. Anyway, that match. <laughs> With her. <laughs> that match I thought was was solid. I yeah, thought Mercedes I didn't bring it Mart- up. Martinez, uh, you know, joining. Interesting. I don't know if anybody saw this from Thunder Rosa on Twitter, but she did say, like, I'm really tired of being all alone. Sure would like some backup. So I don't know if that's teasing Confirmed. something. The Iconics are coming to AEW. Uh, <laughs> either way, I- I'd like to see, like, Thunder Rosa in some sort of you know, or at least her not always getting her ass kicked because you right. know, boo. Yeah. This so is a Thunder Rosa podcast. She was we in all a know this tag team called the Twisted Sisters um, in the Indies just before she got signed. I think um, that would be interesting. But I mean, you could uh, you could pair it with anybody. I don't know what kind of legacy that Twisted Sisters had. Um, so are they not going to take it? Sorry, your <laughs> Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. Oh, can't say that. there, there he is. There it is. <laughs> I'm not going to sing the song too much because yeah. I don't want us to get busted. Busted. 
All right. I appreciate I appreciated the women's division in AEW getting a little bit a little bit of a spark though with Mercedes Martinez. I really did. Same. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's 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 gonna be. She's she notoriously just lays it in when it comes yeah. to being in the ring. So yeah, Tony is, Storm would gonna, be another good option. Her and oh, Thunder yeah, yeah. Rosa are they're they're gonna be they're gonna be beating the crap out of each other. Which I mean I don't want to get too far ahead, but speaking of beating the crap out of each other, the highlight of Rampage was the women's match. Jesus, oh. wow. Unbelievable. Just what, what, I mean, I did not expect all the blood. It was almost yeah. as if they, cause I mean, think about all the women who were in the ring. Like they, they, all four of them have a very like traditionally beautiful exterior. And it's almost as sure. if they all got together and said like, let's do some really fucked up shit. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know I mean, what's, yeah. You know, it's great as somebody who's followed Allie through her career. Um, I was not as shocked to see her covered in blood because uh, as Cherry Bomb in her indie days, she did herself some hardcore matches, especially with my girl Rosemary. But boy, oh boy, Britt Baker got some competition. Oh yeah, definitely. And I do think it was funny, like apparently nobody told Ty Conti and Anna Jay, you're supposed to wear jeans to a hardcore match. Sure. They were still in their shorts. And I'm like, you idiots. You're there, gonna are get there are so thumbtacks thumb coming. Yeah, this is a bad plan. Yeah, but well, I mean, everybody, Penelope Ford, all of them, everyone looked like a yeah. million fucking bucks. And it's great mm. because not not all four of those women have looked like a million bucks in traditional wrestling matches. Right. In the last well, and that's year what I was so. going to say, like outside of the blood, which obviously wasn't expected and all that, the spots itself were, were badass. Right. Oh, the yeah. table spot. Uh, the 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 finish with the barbed wire around the arm, like so good, spots, right? Like those the the thoughts of the spots were were beautiful, but they were executed well as you know, blood or not, they were executed beautifully. Yeah, I don't know how much of that was the girls and how much of that was whatever their agent was for that match, but everybody involved needs to take a bow because you gave us a fucking great match on a Friday. On a Friday where um by the time we got to the match, AEW wasn't as popular as it once was. Yikes. Uh, nope. Jesus Jones. What the hell? Like, I, I, I guess, I mean, uh, let's just dive in. Uh, should we, should I just start just because if, I, if I have the like. mic? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I don't know what the hell Tony Khan was thinking. Didn't really <laughs> know what he thought would happen after he sent that tweet. Um, but clearly uh, he needs some media training. Um, and, and, or just, I like, it's just one of those, it's baffling. Like I under, like, look, you have the, you have the right to defend your promotion. Understand. I'm not going to take that away from anybody, but good Lord. Like, like PR 101, like intro to PR classes that I took in college. Like we would study like, like responses from organizations and things like that after like, you know, crises or whatever. And like, you would learn like what not to do easily. Like what just, I, was he drunk? Like I just, it just, it's baffling because he's not a dumb man, you know? Like that response is a response from just somebody who is just an idiot. Yeah. And I think that's what's so frustrating. It's just like, yeah. Sir, what were you thinking? <laughs> Sir, did you just hear yourself? No. I yes, think, yeah. yeah. I think this was an example to an extreme case 
of Tony Khan not knowing how to be in the wrestling business, right? We've talked about in the past what he should not be on TV. He doesn't know how to cut a promo. He does like, remember he said he's a fan first, which is great to an extent. This is where that extent has been surpassed because in wrestling more than anything, you're going to get critiqued so fucking hard. Not everybody is going to like your product. Not everybody, wrestling fans or not, are going to like what you do. And even within the industry, not everybody is going to like how you're running your business and want to be there. And Tony Khan is somebody that has a knee-jerk reaction to every legitimate critique that he gets on AEW. And Big Swole had a legitimate critique. I'm not even talking about whether or not it's true or not, which it kind of is. That's not even the debate. The debate is, is that she had a legitimate critique and his response was to not only knee-jerk reaction respond to it, but to shit on her publicly, try to stand up for diversity and promote his own show in one fucking tweet. You're a piece of shit at that point. Because what's the point of this tweet? Are you, is, this, is the point to get people to watch Rampage? Or is the point to take a shot at Big Swole? Or did you really think this tweet was going to prove that you have diversity in your company? Because you tried to do all three in one tweet. And that looked like a fan sitting at home who was pissed off because their favorite wrestling company just got shit on by somebody. He needs to step away from the wrestling like our, game on social media or on TV, period. Like a like, uh, former president sitting on the toilet tweeting out weird shit. Right. It's like he took I was the Donald s- Trump. I was gonna s- yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't drop any names. Oops. Could have been anybody. I was going to say the, the only difference in the situation between Tony Khan and Vince McMahon is that Vince McMahon doesn't understand how to use Twitter. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, Vince McMahon I will not knows ex- that the first rule of Fight Club is make sure no one finds the bodies. Right. You also, I you won't, don't think. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, won't, I won't defend Tony Khan's tweet at all. However, I can see how him also being somebody who is who is of a of a race or a color, how that could be necessarily triggering to him to be called out on whether or not his company is racially sensitive enough and be like, "Bitch, I am a I am a person of color. What the fuck?" But yeah. I I agree 100% that that tweet was ill thought out and should not have been fired out and i i hope he i hope he learns from it because i I mean that night leo rush was all like shut the company down this is bullshit like shut everything shut aew down and 24 hours later he's like okay so i talked to tony khan and (laughs) and it's good things are going to be fine (laughs) but first off that was good um yeah the two things that like shitting on on talent is just bad form right like i I don't even have a particular impression one way or another if she's a good wrestler bad wrestler like i i enjoy her work you know she had some good work with uh the the brit baker um but it's been about a year um but shitting on somebody on the way out regardless right like if they want to throw a few rocks just let them fly right just be, be be good common sense to me um I do think that there is an issue there that's at least been voiced enough that the fact that 
he doesn't say anything, but he snaps back, claps back is is problematic. Um, and then also, and then saying, "Hey, we've got this these four blonde women who are going to be in a death match tonight too." Like that was that was just sort of like, are you, are you being an ignorant businessman? Are you spiking the football? Uh, this is fucking like yeah. Justin said. Like, all right, <laughs> we needed one full treat for each of these items, probably. <laughs> separated by an hour or so <laughs> right and, and like like all the issues he was addressing is not like uh, like a oh let me be really efficient and knock it all in one tweet no 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 sir like if anything like this does if he wanted to respond to swole which by the way he could have just let it go and we probably wouldn't be talking about this sure we would be talking about something else or maybe just touch on it briefly and then yeah. we would move on. It would not be a, a big talking point. It had Tony Khan not have responded at all. Um, and, and admittedly, you know, to Chuck's point, I'm sure there is some frustration uh, with Tony Khan going like, I, I, I'm a brown man. What the hell? Right. What do you mean? I, you know, so I mean, but at the same time, you are the head of this company, sir. Mm -hmm. I can't stress this enough, sir. You have to act accordingly. And it perhaps take a take a cue from your dad you've never heard about like um you know papa con for lack of a, I, I can't i don't know his papa dad's con. first name we're, we're calling him papa con papa uh con. you've never heard of, of, of papa con just going off uh, on people and whatnot it's like no you there is decorum and he needs to find it yeah um however one thing that was very interesting about um big swole then like responding to like basically she, she had what she had to say and actually, no, this came from the first time. Um, one of her, I guess, critiques of the company too was like, you know, if you don't, you know, there's really no creative department. There's, no, you know, very much how WWE's the, the whole cliche of like creative has nothing for you. It seems as though that the wrestler, the onus is really on the wrestlers to really kind of pitch stuff, to really kind of come up with ideas and come up with angles and whatnot. And she said admittedly that like, you know, if you're not a super creative person and, and, and don't have that in you to kind of pitch something, then like, you're not going to do well there. So like that, it was an, it was an interesting thing to learn. So it, it's quite literally the polar opposite creatively from WWE. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right, but I just thought it was interesting, you know, because obviously none of us have worked there. We don't fucking know the ins and outs of what goes on backstage, but for somebody who has worked there and said like, if, you know, if you don't have ideas yourself, then like, this might not be the place for you. Right. You know, Chuck, you brought up too, like if Vince McMahon knew how to use Twitter kind of thing, right? You don't think it's purposely done that Vince McMahon is not on Twitter. Stephanie McMahon is only on Twitter to promote the show literally. And then gets the fuck off. Right. All the bosses, Shane, triple H, whatever. They're not, if they, if they have a Twitter account, they're not active or they just don't have like a social media account. Because that is, especially in this business, when you are the boss, you can't be out here responding to every bit of critique and, and doing this, right? Because Just we are Sasha human. Banks. We, we are human, right? So we will have these reactions to what we do. If someone critiques something that we're a part of, if someone critiques us, you, you, you're human, you're going to react, right? But especially, this goes for any of the talent, but especially as the owner or, or any type of authority figure for these companies, you cannot be reacting emotionally 
on social media because nine and a half times out of 10, you're going to say something you probably fucking shouldn't. And then this is the situation you put yourself in. And when you have the owner of the company putting the company in this situation, that's ugly, right? It's one thing when a talent does it and a wrestler does it. This is the owner of the company doing it. So whether or not the situation is what it is and to debate what they were talking about or not, the fact that he put them in this situation is very ugly. They need to get him away from social media and they need to, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be, you want to be a wrestling cause you're a wrestling fan and all that. We got to teach you how to be in this business. You do not know how to survive in this business. He doesn't. Who are the they though? You can like the fucking gray aliens. Or I'm talking what? about <laughs> the, the wrestling, the wrestling minds near the top of AEW, the Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, any of the, the, the wrestling minds who are at the top of AEW that would look at him, obviously, because he's got the money and he wanted to do this and everything. Like, that's great. And we appreciate your, your passion and your time and your money to make this happen. But at the same time, if you're going to keep acting like this, this don't fly in this business. So let, let, we need to teach you how to survive in this business because if you're going to go on Twitter and respond to every former wrestler of ours that's going to critique us or you're going to respond to every news company that talks about our negative ratings or whatever else, this is going to cause major issues down the road if it hasn't already. I mean, who's to say down the road because well it's it's down there we don't know yet um but i mean you you say wrestling business i mean i think it's just business period like you can't just do that in straight up business and obviously a big big biggest difference or two big differences between wwe and aew one has been around for ridiculous amount of decades uh and also on the that same company is publicly traded Okay, when you're a publicly traded company, like there are things like like shit gets locked down. Like, you know, you have PR people that are manning social media accounts. You don't have the actual people themselves doing that. So, I mean, it just they, they what's like you said, Justin. Hopefully, he learned his lesson. Hopefully, yeah, I would I would hope that there's at least a private phone call between him and Big Swole, uh, with a with an apology and probably an explanation of where his head was at when he made that tweet, um, and and I don't think that's something that we necessarily as the fans need to be in on, but for the sake of those two people, I I think that at the very minimum needs to happen. But I think it also this situation also brings up a very interesting. Uh, a very interesting question to think of as fans in that if you burn your bridge at AEW at this point, like you're done wrestling or you're, you're done looking at wrestling as a way to sustain you in as an income, right? Because WWE is not going to be interested in you. They're only interested in the talent that they can put through NXT 2.0 so that they can bring them up to the main roster and not use them properly. Like it's, if if AEW won't have you, I can't imagine Impact is going to pay you a living. Like most of the Impact wrestlers also wrestle on the indies, so like it's fascinating to think about. You know, in in the next five years or something like that, like who's gonna eventually leave AEW because you know something happened or they're just not you know not cutting it there or they're not happy there, and then like. I mean, hopefully at some point 
things change in the WWE, but it really feels like, no, like you were saying at the beginning of the show, Shawnee, like we're slimming down our roster. Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of bare bones minimum. We, we don't want to muddy the pool too much with too many people. And right. So now do you, do we all agree that like, so I'm super excited. Dan Housen's a free agent, right? I'd love to see Dan Housen come over, be part of the best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big, I've been on that. But, like, do, does AEW have to seriously address the issue of African-American talent? You know, is there talent out there that they need to grab? Do they need to slow down on adding more white people? <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I mean, what's it, the play? first of all, uh, if you get, get Keith Lee, get yep. Ember yeah. Moon, without, like, start there get me a yim uh get i mean just off the top of like those three swerve scott's fucking he's a fucking oh hell yeah absolutely all of hit row really right apparently Um, one of those guys in hit row is like a real asshole behind the scenes and uh uh, so who was hit row in in their entirety because i didn't Uh, watch a single minute of them uh top dollar um ashante the adonis i think it's i think it's top dollar top dollar apparently has a a reputation reputation hard to work with which according to what i've heard him say in interviews is just a matter of like he asks questions and when something doesn't make sense he's like make this make sense to me like i'll go out and do it but it sounds stupid right now so make this make sense okay interesting interesting i don't know him at all swerve i got to see a couple of times live and he was he was fun to see like in subsequent years as like he he would grow and get you know like right yeah. that attitude that he he added to his character once hit row became a thing in nxt man that fits him perfectly man he plays yeah, that no, role they were so well so he would run with like I, a huge posse in the uh indies and it was fun yeah. as fuck that's kind of what he turned I, into right before left wwe i think uh if it wasn't already in the cards for jade cargill to win the tbs title this week um that maybe a change of plans isn't a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it seems another case. Like, it would be great to have Ruby Soho be the the TBS champ, but at the same time, like, if she doesn't win the thing, then I, we can find something else for her to do. I think right. Jade the- needs it more, to be honest with you. Right. Very I think true. Jade, for her character and whatnot, uh, would benefit more from the title, and she has made incredible improvements. I think what probably one of my favorite spots from that match with Thunder Rosa was that, that, um, that just huge ass kick that just oh, yeah. laid out. Like it just, it was just, it yeah. just looked strong. That it was made the... her look cool. Thunder Rosa sold the shit out of it. And it, it was just, oh, yeah. like, you know, she's, you know, obviously they have someone like Nyla Rose who has, is that monster role, but like, it never hurts to have another monster. Uh, right in your in your back pocket. I and think Jade Cargill is very very good, and she's obviously yeah. she's she's such a striking figure. She's like perfect for professional Stunning. wrestling in that regard. But yeah. I, I mean, I think that her, her talent is good. I think that she approaches the game in a in a very smart way. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that she's going to be a big star for a long time. And I think that she's someone who can very easily transcend the racial question, right? Like this is, she's, sure, right. she's a star, or at least she's got that potential. Right. She's raw, she's rough, but like to be a mid card title holder now, I don't think would feel, it would not feel like he's um, trying to make a group of people on Twitter happy. It would sure, make right. perfect sense. I think both in terms of the business plan and in terms of the stories we've been seeing. Right. Well, and that's the thing too, because you don't want to do anything that makes it look like you're just doing this to prove that, you know what I mean? Jade yeah. makes sense. 
a couple of the free agents make sense. Like, yeah, you definitely want to make it diverse because that is something that will get called out. If it's not the fans that people within the, you know, in the industry and the people of color within the roster who feel that type of way. And, you know, we are four white people saying this, so we can't, uh, you know, relate to this at all, relate to how that truly feels, but it is a, such a legitimate thing right now. And there's so much talent out there that deserves to be in the main title picture. And the facts are, whether it's purpose, purposely or not, your whole top relevant part of your roster, they're white, right? You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's just the fact of it. Majority of your people of color, if they get TV time, it's on your YouTube shows, right? There's none getting any title pushes. Your, your pay-per-view cards are predominantly white. That's just the facts of it. No one's claiming anyone's doing anything purposely and anyone's racist over there, but that is it, facts are facts and we can go and look at the cards and prove it. And that just does not fly anymore in this world. It should have never you know, been a thing. It used to be. It doesn't fly anymore. And when you get called out for that, it's facts. There's none. Everyone's white. There's no diversity because everyone's white. She did not claim Tony Khan to be racist. Leo Rush never claimed him to be racist. So, but that is a problem that needs to be addressed, whether it was done purposely or not. And there's options to address it. So it needs to be. You know, what's sad too, is that if you actually listen to that interview, she's got a bunch of great things to say about her time in AEW and Tony right. Khan. Like right. she's not, she's not happy with, you know, how things ended when she eventually asked, to, uh, you know, like, Hey, let's, let's not, let's just let me move on and maybe learn something else. But at the same time, she's got some great stories about, you know, being the uh, Tony Khan or, or Cody Rhodes or somebody coming up to her early last year and being like, Hey, we need somebody to kind of be like the sheriff of the women's division. So that's what you're, you're going to be kind of like, you can right. wrangle the girls and, and, you know, help make sure everybody is training properly and, and, and feels confident in what they're doing kind of thing. Right. Well, and that's what added to the people's frustration as well was this was not a fuck AEW interview, dude. Like, did, and it feels like yeah. he didn't even listen to the interview. He read the headline and he, then he saw he saw the, you know, what the dirt sheets uh, pulled out of it and, and right. you know, made made the made the clip of and went, oh, fuck that. Right. And, I th and then I think went that, straight to fuck her. And that's the problem. Right. And I think that goes back to what I was saying before that, like, I, I think in, in what we've seen, he's obviously extremely sensitive about this kind of thing. And he comes yeah. from a generation that when something pisses you off, you go to social media and you fucking call it out. And that's not. Yep that's it's it's not right and like you justin said if you're gonna run a business then you don't do that but he's also the youngest person running a wrestling business yep yep he's got a lot to learn that's for sure especially with how hot aew and how popular aew has gotten and continues yeah. to be and the 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 amount of big names that he has on his roster you can't be the one to fuck this up for these names, right? You cannot be the guy to fuck this up for a Brian Danielson, a CM Punk, and all these big names that you have over there. Like, right. as great as it is that AEW has gotten so hot, it also puts a lot of pressure on him to not be an idiot. And so far, he's not passing that test. That's why we keep our audience number numbers low so we don't have any right. of that pressure. We oh, can no, all day long. no, no, yeah. I prefer that if y'all come in a little more idiotic. 
Okay. Let's keep the bar low. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we don't just raise the bar. We lower it and then we bury that shit into the ground. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So do we want to talk about... Uh, do we want to talk about the uh, Red Dragon versus uh, Best Friends at all, or do we want to just call it a night? I mean, it's been a pretty good show. I mean, it was it was fun. It was, yeah, it was good. I, like, yeah. I love Kyle O'Reilly in uh, in AEW. I don't know how man. that's. Yeah, I don't know how much more to say about it. I know that I think the guy that does their uh, the music for AEW has hinted that there is something on the way for them as a trio. Excellent. So I don't I don't know how you outdo Adam Cole's theme song, but I guess we'll find out. I Red Dragon coming out to that uh, foul misfit song is fine with me. Like that was <laughs> fun. Actually, that is a misfit song. I thought no, no that's it's a knockoff. What... It's a yeah. bad knockoff. Our... Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a bad knockoff. It's a knockoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this means we get Kenny Omega on the young ones. with evil. Sorry, it's, it's, I, I really dislike that song. Oh man! If this means we get Kenny and the Young Bucks against Adam Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly, I'm all for that. At whatever the hell they decide to do that, I'll tell you what, Justin. You can have your title unification okay. conspiracy theory over on Monday nights. Yeah, I'm gonna say that if you don't pull the trigger on a trios title now, you're never gonna pull the trigger on a trios title over in AEW. <sighs> I I am not a proponent of making the trios titles. That you're you're putting too many titles on the TV. You finally you've you've got the best friends. You've got the Bucks and Kenny. Now you've got fucking undisputed era. Essentially, there like you have enough. You've got Christian and the Jurassic Express. You have enough teams. Yeah, yeah no. Was, I will. I will. You're not going to do it now. I would think it's never going to do year, it. We're going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense, especially what we talked about with how big AEW's roster is. It's a good way to you know put people on tv at once so you get more people on tv within one program so for that with aew i wouldn't hate it i'm just you know i'm not a fan of too many titles right right i, I i'm a, I'm, a, I'm the type i want one world champion one or two mid-card champions attack titles and the women's division right or and then the women's division has their champion like that's to me enough and when you start to clutter tv with too many titles you know and you know you got 15 different people walking out with titles it starts to mean but a you, you gotta have a european title and you gotta have a title that's defended 24 7 yeah you gotta have the spin, spinny wheel title you need a spinny the wheel spinny. title that's right uh, oh man and then we want a mixed match challenge title no oh, get out of here that's right i think i didn't <laughs> Didn't they give a title for uh, Braun winning the Battle Royal? Yeah, we need, a, we need a green, a greatest Royal Rumble title that only uh, was, shows yep. up once in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's about it. I do want to say before uh, we take off, one moment we didn't talk about from day one that was great. Beth Phoenix showing up and Woo! helping out Edge. Hell yeah. For that. Real cool. She looked badass. It took she looked like a million dollars. She yes. came. That was a great fucking appearance. It really was. It was if a we, great moment that was spoiled by the damn production team not knowing what button is or music. Oh my god! <laughs> Hit her fucking yeah. music. She's halfway to the ring. <laughs> if we had to sacrifice, if we had to sacrifice having Beth Phoenix on commentary and NXT 2.0 for that moment, it was worth it. Right. And we probably will get a mixed tag. Pro, uh, totally rumble with those four. Yeah, Maurice and Miz against uh, Beth and Edge. 
I'm for that. I'm all. She looked great, man. That moment was, and her and Edge, especially Edge, t- you know, kind of diving into her his brood vibe and the way she looked. They look badass together, man. I yeah. love that. All right, all right. So, uh, Chuck, anything you want to say to wrap up the show? Uh, I want you all to enjoy, enjoy Wrestle Kingdom, and I'm trying to turn over a new leaf this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, Justin, because like I said, it felt like you you woke up and chose violence for 2022 between uh, your your tweets about the big swole thing and then how much you are into this Brock Lesnar bullshit. Uh, we are on polar opposite ends of the spectrum, but yes. I want to say you are having a good time. And that makes me happy. Even well, if I am not enjoying what's going on, I like that my friend is enjoying what's going on. And that's well, what I'm looking you. forward to with Wrestle Kingdom for the both of you, Sean and and, uh, and Erica. I don't know what to expect from Wrestle Kingdom. I probably will not see anything but some gifts of it. But I'm, I'm very happy that I can see that the two of you are very excited for it. Kazoo Chica Okada. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You stop that. <laughs> Erica, is there anything uh, you'd like to say in summary of this uh, first episode, day three, volume four, episode one of the One Fall Show? Uh, it's going to be an interesting ass year. I can't wait to see what happens. You're here to hear, folks. An interesting ass year. 2022, <laughs> the year of the interesting ass. Yes, boys. Interesting ass year. There you go. Oh, fantastic. It's going to be an ass, interesting ass year for the ass boys. All right. <laughs> JV, where can people find you? Real quick, please. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, the JV Sports Talk pay-per-view pod will be back for the Royal Rumble, which is January 29th. Uh, so I will have a guest this time. I did a solo pay-per-view pod because of the holidays and COVID kind of getting in the way of stuff. But John L., producer from uh, the 105 on the Bounce Morning Show and 101 WIF Talent. Great dude. He'll be on the show for Royal Rumble at the end of the month. Apple Podcast, Spotify, social media at PPV underscore pod. Chuck, where can people find you? I'm on the Nerd Radio Podcast over at WRIF.com. Also doing Super Universe. We're coming back this Saturday for uh, myself, Nate, and Will Cherry over at Twitch.tv backslash Limit Break Radio, where we do uh, take WWE 2K19. We've got it heavily modded. We've got rosters that we drafted. We've got our own wrestlers in there, and we commentate over it and have a great time. Erica Banis, what should people do if they want to find you? Uh, Two words, sir. Google me. That's right. Google that shit. Mm-hmm. Erica Banis. Bitch. All right. <laughs> I'm Shawnee Constant. I don't want anything to do with you, monster. So I'll stick with my cats. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We uh, hope you'll come back next week where there may or may not be drops. Oh, please, please, God, Will give we me be drops. In one room? Give me drops. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Waiting on this. You COVID see this test. suit I'm wearing? Oh, <laughs> don't bother me. I'm on my Papa Con break. <laughs> Do I look like I care? Because I don't. I don't. Have fun, everybody. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Oh, it's not Brock Lesnar thing. It's a title unification thing. Thank you very much. Anywho, speaking of Brock Lesnar, the only title I have for this episode is Come See the Softer Side of Bork. Ah!
<laughs> I can just picture Brock go. like There you <laughs> go. Yeah. And freeze finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, did you guys see? How about Sammy Guevara in one year posting his Ooh. proposal picture Ooh. and then by the end of the year making out with Ty Conti on social yeah. media? Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. Poor Pam. They're a they're a modern day edge and leader. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> I want to talk about their love lives. How do you think Miz and Maurice are? Like, do you think they're fine? Happy? They're mom and dad. Like, yeah. they have kids. Do you, do you have fine. any? Like, they're yeah, fine. They're, they're fine. <laughs> like, Bullet serious. Bullet Club is well, fine. I will, I will say I laughed uh, during uh, the wedding vow renewal. When Miz said he's going to speak in French, and then halfway through, he, you know, that was well played. That was well played. Maurice was like, "Honey, that's Spanish. Yeah, (laughs) what are you doing?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Raw's so good. Can't wait to see it. I'm so excited to see what they do from here. (laughs) Maybe they'll finally tell us why the ropes fell out from under Finn Balor. No, that's That'll happen happening. when so my new CM Punk is coming back in, in, yeah. in this year's Royal Rumble. So obviously that's not a thing this year. So this year it's going to be Bray Wyatt, right? Well, <laughs> it it is going to be interesting to see because once again we touch on this briefly, but then we had kind of moved on before I had a chance to kind of touch on it. But like the rosters, like who, like this might be the opportune time to they release an ass load of people, as we all know. Right. But they have brought people back, correct? This oh, is sure. the opportune time if you're going to bring back people that you've released uh, through and, and restructure their contracts. Royal Rumble is the perfect time to bring someone oh, yeah. back, isn't it? So yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be you know, we're all going to have to wait and see. But like, I wouldn't be surprised or if, if they were smart, they'd bring back some of those people. But, you know, what's good? We don't we don't know. I forgot know. to mention that I listened to Renee Paquette's podcast with Killer Cross and Scarlett, mm. and they essentially confirmed that when you move from NXT to SmackDown or Raw, they literally either A, do not watch anything you do on NXT, or B, completely want nothing to do with it, no matter how successful it was. Super. They want to completely reinvent you when you move well, from I NXT mean- to Raw or SmackDown. That doesn't so mean it's shit because of, NXT is officially just developmental. Well, yeah, but it's, it's the kind of thing for the last, what, like four years that we've been like, man, why do they keep fucking up these NXT guys when they were so good when we watched? Oh, because either A, you didn't bother to see what made them good in NXT, or B, you right. don't care. You want them to be what you want them to be. Right. And right. and there's no changing that. Yeah. 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 Fun. Well, so that makes NXT fun. <laughs> <laughs> 